Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lee Mod Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mod Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight on a wonderful, wonderful night here in Houston. We have September 19th uh, as we prepare for the NFL Week 3, kicking off tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football, as well as all games on Sunday and Monday night. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some college football as well, preview their Week 4. As a lot of college teams are starting to prepare for their matchups this weekend. I want to kind of preview the matchup I'm calling as well on Saturday night, the Lamar Cardinals versus Southeastern Louisiana, uh, in Beaumont, Texas, on ESPN3. I want to preview that game. And as I give you my preview of that game, I will give you the, my picks and predictions for week number three for the NFL. But starting first, in this first segment, we're going to talk about and recap the Houston Texans, which is 0-2 versus the Tennessee Titans, which is 1-1. and And the Texans was on the road for their second road, home, I mean, road game this season. Uh, as they prepare for their home opener on Sunday against the New York Giants. I'll give you my picks and predictions for that game here shortly. But recapping this game, the Texans went on the road, played their uh, AFC South uh, rivalry team or a team within the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. Titans have a new coach, Mike Vrabel. Excuse me there. Mike Vrabel got his first victory for the Houston, I mean, for the Tennessee Titans. Used to be the Houston Texans. Uh, linebacker coach for the last four years. I uh, was working on Texas coaching staff, defensive coaching staff under uh, Romeo Cannell. Uh, got his first victory against Houston Texans, beating the Texans at home 20-17. to Now, what I noticed throughout the game, the Houston Texans came up very flat, especially in the first quarter. Offensively, uh, didn't get anything going. Seemed like they was not prepared for any of the tricks in the different adjustments that was thrown at them from the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, uh, it was obvious that they were going into the game without their starting QB quarterback, uh, and they started Blaine Gabbert in the absence of, um, man, I can't even think of their starting quarterback. Never mind, this one Blaine. But Blaine Gabbert did a okay job. He did a fair job. Had uh, 117 passing yards, one touchdown, averaged about 5.8 yards carry, I mean, uh, passing. Uh, Derek Henry, they did a lot of wildcat formation. He rushed for 56 yards. And Deion Lewis was able to – it was the Lewis and Henry combination. Lewis had 42 yards. Uh, a lot of things took place for the Texans on the road that didn't happen uh, offensively. Uh, they ran the ball decent. Lamar Miller, who lost a lot of weight and kind of slimmed down and got his quickness up, he rushed for 68 yards. Uh, Will Fuller, he stepped up as a receiver his first game this season. Coming off of injuries, he caught eight receptions for 113 yards for one touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 110 yards for one touchdown. So, uh, And the second-year quarterback, Deshaun Watson, he had 310 yards, two touchdowns, but he had one major interception for the Texans. So, uh, just recapping the game, the Texans, again, came off flat in the first half, got down 14 points. And that's pretty much been the M.O. the last two, year, two games is that getting off the sluggish starts on the road, uh, getting themselves in the hole offensively. 
and trying to find a way to get back in the second half. Tennessee Titans did a better job for them. Came up with some trick plays, especially on special teams, throwing that uh, fake punt, which led to a touchdown for 66 yards uh, against the Texans. Uh, Texans missed a lot of tackles. As a former defensive player, I saw a lot of missed tackles. Didn't bring a lot of Texans didn't bring any pressure at all up front. They didn't have Jadavion Clowney. Uh, didn't have uh, any uh, pressure up front. J.J. Watt. Want to say he only had two tackles for loss. Uh, didn't have any sacks. Uh, Whitney Merciless, again, he didn't have any sacks as well outside linebacker for the Texans. Uh, so throughout the game, the Texans struggle as a team in the first half. Uh, they're not really known to really come back against teams that really hit them hard early on. Um, and, and it showed on the road to Sean Watson. Uh, you saw the last play of the game. He was trying to make plays uh, with his legs. He still seems like he's a little bit hesitant as far as making decisions. Uh, he's not really letting it all hang out, in my opinion, as far as uh, being a dual-threat quarterback and being very productive and making decisions on the go. Um, and and technically, coming off of that injury of last year, having that uh, leg injury and a knee injury, uh, he's still feeling his way through. Uh, for the most part, it's kind of like 1.0 uh, of his his rookie season. So it's still like his rookie season, even though he's been in the league two years. He only played a handful of games last year. Uh, that big punt really hurt the Texans. Uh, Mike Rabel did an uh, excellent job of, Catching the Texans off guard, he gave the confidence to his players throughout the week. Uh, if they saw anything, if the gunner had been open, which they saw in the film, uh, to take advantage of that, the Texans actually did that against the Texans at home. I mean, the Titans actually did that against the Texans at home, taking advantage of any opportunity they can take advantage of uh, from a special team standpoint. Uh, I talked about the missed tackles. Uh, it was countless missed tackles uh, from the Texans, especially their secondary um, uh, you know, the Honey Badger, he missed a few tackles. Um, Jonathan Joseph missed a few tackles. Uh, and it just seems like they didn't, they wasn't mentally prepared for an aggressive play by the t- Tennessee Titans, especially in the red zone. I thought the Titans did a better job executing plays, even though they didn't score a touchdown in the second and third quarter. And they had two field goals at the end of the game. And in the fourth quarter, uh, that initial punch, that 14 points punch in the first quarter was enough for them to kind of get out to a hard start, fast start, offensively for the Titans at home and and push the Texans back offensively for the Texans. They had a total of 437 total offensive yards. Uh, 310 of that yards was passing for Deshaun Watson. Um, You know, he's starting to gain more confidence as far as his progression throughout the game and finding receivers, unfortunately, it seems like when they need him to step up, especially late in the games, uh, he's making bad decisions as far as um, his checks and, and getting the ball out of his hands. And on that last play of the game, he kind of held it a little bit too long as he decided to try to find a guy that was open. Uh, he found Deshaun Watson, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins across the middle, and he was trying to settle for the field goal, but by that time it was too late. Time ran out, and the Texans lost the game. So, again, just recapping this game on Sunday, uh, Texans going into – their home opener on Sunday against the New York Giants, J0-2. Uh, came out very flat against the Tennessee Titans. I thought they'd be a little bit more prepared after losing on the road to the New England Patriots. They was not offensively. Uh, defensively, didn't bring any pressure up front. A uh, couple tackles for loss, no sacks against a team that lost Mario Mariota. 
Uh, due to injury, you thought that the Texans have a little bit better bliss package for the Tennessee Titans. Unfortunately, that pressure didn't help, or they didn't bring any pressure against the Tennessee Titans, which didn't allow them to get any sacks on the road. So uh, if you're the Texans, you want to try to find a way to kind of gain some momentum and energy as you play your first home opener for the 2018-19 season here in Houston on Sunday. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, 13-year veteran for the Houston Texans, talked about them getting out to a better start at home and, and this season, which will be needed. I mean, right now the Texans is, is last place in the AFC South. They're going to be competitive this season and make a push for the playoffs. It starts on Sunday. Find a way to get it done. No excuses. No opportunity. I mean, no missed opportunities. No miscues. No no mistake. Uh, if there has to be a sense of urgency for the Houston Texans offensively going into the game on Sunday, uh, they're going to play against a very tough team in the New York Giants. Even though the Giants are 0-2 right now in the NFL, they have a lot of weapons. Eli Manning speaking, uh, is their quarterback. You have Odell Beckham Jr. He got a new contract extension at the wide receiver spot. Then you have the new rookie running back, you know, he's going to come out and make his debut. He's itching for a breakout game right now for the New York Giants. And the Giants are going to come in and try to get their way, find a way to get into the win column this 2018 season. Hopefully the Texans can be able to take one dimension away from the from the Giants going on Sunday. Either they're going to take away the running game or the passing game. Um, if I was them, I would try to focus more on Barkley and take away uh, the rookie, uh, frustrate him up front with your front seven, take advantage of the noise and the sellout stadium from the Houston Texans fans that have been consecutively selling out that stadium and force Eli to make bad decisions. Uh, Eli has not been as the same Eli that we know in the past, uh, throwing the football as well as being consistent as an offensive player. Put the pressure on Eli to force the ball into Odell Beckham Jr. on the road. And by doing that, maybe he will force, force Eli to make bad decisions. And in his progression is enforcing turnovers. The Texans need turnovers. That's the key. Turnovers are, are huge for them going into Sunday's game. Uh, throughout the game, they're going to need some turnovers against the Giants. Uh, that's going to help them get that victory and get their first get the victory and get their first win of the season. Uh, on the flip side of that, speak worst case scenario: if the Texans lose on Sunday, it's going to be a very uphill battle for them to be on three going against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the following week on Sunday Night Football. The Texans have to uh, get this victory. It's a must-win for the Texans. I know that's still early in the season. It's only week three, but my opinion, it's a must-win for them uh, going into Sunday. Uh, Just for the simple fact of high expectations, uh, having the opportunity to watch them throughout the summer training camp and covering them for a while, uh, it's important for the Texans to find a way to get going. Uh, Some of the injury reports right now that's out, Going into Sunday's game, uh, guys that's questionable is DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans. Uh, Will Fuller as well as the receiver is questionable. Uh, some marquee guys for the Giants is questionable. You got Connor Baldwin, uh, former Houston Texans, who's turning back to Houston uh, to play against his former team. And you have uh, uh, Clay, the receiver, he's questionable as well. So we want to see how it all plays out, in my opinion. Uh, if I had to make a prediction on this game, I think the Texans will earn their first victory due to the fact that it will be at home. It will be fired up in front of their home fans. Some of the frustration that came from last two weeks on the road, uh, the Texans will find a way to kind of put together a very executed plan at home. Uh, I think offensively, Lamar Miller has been chopping at the bit and getting better every week running the football. 
Uh, he's going to take some pressure off Deshaun Watson. I talked about having Miller more leaner and faster this season. will bring balance to that offensive attack for the Houston Texans. Uh, and thus far, he's doing a great job running the football and Lamar Miller. So I, I anticipate Miller having a big, huge game on Sunday and the Texans getting their first victory here in the 2018 season. So that's the music that you hear playing in the background as we prepare for our first break here for tonight's show. Let's go ahead and break on when I come back. I'm going to go around the NFL and talk about some hot topics from this week as well as preview some of the games for this Sunday. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight. Uh, Wednesday night here on September the 19th. I'm excited to be here with you guys as I kind of break down what I talked about in the first segment and recap the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans game as the Texans lose their second consecutive road game this season. Uh, Tennessee Titans right now are 1-1. and Texans are on 2 uh, My picks and predictions for that game, I believe the Texans will rally behind their home fans in, in their home opener. Uh, against the New York Giants on Sunday, week going into week three. And find a way to execute their running game with Lamar Miller. 
and get their first victory for the 2018 season. Moving forward to the second segment of the show, let's talk about a team red hot right now with their quarterback and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs as they, not really upset, but they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home last week on the road. And by now, if you haven't heard of Patrick Mahomes, he's a young man that's really taken over the throne for the Kansas City Chiefs as a quarterback. Uh, Alex Smith was traded to the Redskins, Washington Redskins last spring. And Patrick Mahomes, which was sitting behind or played behind Alex Smith, is now has the keys to that car, or the Kansas City Chiefs car offensively. He's done a phenomenal job. He's thrown for 10 touchdown passes in the last two weeks. Uh, he's been red hot, hitting all his his targets. Uh, he looks fresh. He looks ready to go. Strong arm. He threw for over what 326 yards, 325 yards, six touchdowns against uh, the Steelers. Patrick Mahomes uh, is one of those guys that, as the years, I mean, as the weeks continue to grow or go by, he's going to gain more and more confidence. And with Andy Reid leading that offense to the Kansas City Chiefs and dialing up some plays, he's known, Andy Reid is known to really put his quarterbacks in successful uh, systems, be it a be uh, a really active and much improved quarterbacks. I mean, he has, like, I remember when Michael Vick came out of uh, his situation and he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles and how Vick really kind of, revitalizes the Philadelphia Eagles offense under Andy Reid. Uh, they had Donovan McNabb. He kind of coached Michael Vick for a couple years or for a year or two. And after that, Vick kind of took over and just led that Eagles offense. And much credit due to Andy Reid. He's a guy that knows his X's and O's. He likes to draw plays for his quarterbacks. And now he has a guy in Patrick Mahomes that can go down the field with Tyreek Hill and other weapons down the field, as well as, you know, he can do the checkdowns. He can do the checkdowns and go through his progression and find the player on the wire or the open man underneath the defense to be able to move those chains. Uh, I'm really impressed with what I see two weeks into Patrick Mahomes, uh, and I like the offensive weapons. Uh, Travis Keller, the tight end, and Kareem Hunt, and those guys are nice complimentary piece, pieces for Patrick Mahomes, as he's continue to progress and get better each and every week offensively and as well as a, I can't say a rookie quarterback, but he's been in the league for a while. So this is his first year as a starter, and it's very impressive for the Kansas City Chiefs. Going to the other side of the field, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're having a lot of issues right now in the first two weeks. Offensively, Ben Roethlisberger is looking uh, decent, uh, but for the 36-year-old, I mean, he's – he has to carry the team on his back, but they have another issues. I mean, they have having uh, issues with their receiver. They have having issues with their running back and Le'Veon Bell not being there. Uh, he, their go-to guy and Antonio Brown. He missed practice on Monday. Um, I saw uh, a statement or I saw reports that uh, he's been fine or disciplined for missing practice on Monday. They have a Monday night game coming up and, you know, it's just disappointing seeing guys like Antonio Brown, who should be the true leader for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as Ben Roethlisberger, and not having their, their leading running back in the backfield, Le'Veon Bell, right now frustration is starting to uh, rear his ugly head for the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise organization, and it's starting to show on the field. Uh, you know, a lot of times you have marquee guys in 
And let's be honest, they want the football. I mean, you have Antonio Brown. He feel like he's a top-tier receiver in the NFL, and he's looking for top-tier money and not having the opportunity to get the ball and, and be consistent like he has been in the last couple of years. He's starting to be frustration is starting to settle in offensively for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is trying his best, it seems like to me, trying to find any open weapons. But right now, they're, they're struggling. They're struggling. A lot of stuff that's happened off the field in the locker room is taking advantage of their success on the field. And, and we'll see how it plays out Monday night for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But right now, uh, it just seems like the Steelers can't get the, can't get going offensively. And Ben Roethlisberger is putting too much pressure on the shoulders. And they're not they're not winning. I want to say they're what zero one and one. They had the one tie game against the Browns, and they lost last week at home, surprisingly to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, um, you know, and Ben Roethlisberger is thirty six years old, uh, and you expect him to be uh, the you know really good quality as far as uh, his skill set at this level. Uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, you know, he's been there, done that. He knows what to do on and off the field. Uh, just unfortunately right now, Antonio Brown is a distraction for them this week. Last week it was Le'Veon Bell. Now it's Antonio Brown. So uh, it's interesting to see how it's going to play out for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively as they prepare for their game on Monday night. And if they don't get things turned around here quickly, it's going to be a long season for them, no doubt about that. Uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he's a really nice coach. I respect Mike Tomlin as a coach and as a person. Uh, but a lot of times it seems like to me things can happen outside of your control. And right now Mike Tomlin is probably losing a little bit of control right now in this locker room. He needs to regain that uh, ASAP. And once he does that, from the outside looking in, not saying he might not have it now, but from the outside looking in, if he doesn't gain control back of that locker room, things can get out of, out of hand real quick, as we can see right now Antonio Brown. And let's face it, you know, Steelers are not playing some walkover team right now. They're playing another red-hot team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when they play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football in front of everybody, Ryan Fitzpatrick is red-hot. He's another quarterback right now in the first two weeks. He's doing a phenomenal job. He stepped in for Jameis Winston as a quarterback position. And it's going to be hard for Jameis Winston to get that position back, in my opinion. Uh, I'm pretty sure if Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to have his success right now, he has – over 800 throwing yards and eight touchdowns and only one interception. Uh, I'm assuming that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to keep him in at the quarterback position as uh, they continue to win and have success at home. So, again, Pittsburgh Steelers, some of the things that happened to them off the field, Antonio Brown frustration this week, uh, Le'Veon Bell last week is really playing a, a key role in their success early in this 2018-19 season. Uh, give credit to Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, first first season as a starter. He's uh, been playing lifestyle football the last two weeks. And, you know, the Steelers are going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, on Monday night, and it's going to be a tough place for them to play. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is going to be putting a lot of tough positions. Defensively, the Buccaneers are going to come after him. And offensively, you know that right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are rolling and making all the right throws and all the right plays with uh, Fitzpatrick leading that offense, Ryan Fitzpatrick leading that offense. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see. All right, another thing, I want to talk about another key player, and not just on the offense, I want to talk defense. Khalil Mack, right now everyone knows Khalil Mack was traded to Chicago Bears. 
he was with the Oakland Raiders. He had that standout, or he didn't report to training camp, didn't report to the Raiders throughout the offseason, and training camp was forced to trade to Chicago Bears, and by forcing that trade, he's still showing the world from this past Monday night game that he's a marquee player. Uh, Khalil Mack has been probably the most impactful player defensively in the first two weeks in the NFL. Uh, playing outside linebacker, bringing that pressure, and also plays a little bit of defensive end. Khalil Mack is, is to me, if he keeps up what he's doing right now, he's going to be a future Hall of Fame football player. No doubt about it. Uh, coming off the edge, bringing pressure, uh, creating havoc for the Chicago Bears, bringing that much-needed pressure for the Chicago Bears defense that they've been missing in quite some time. Uh, Khalil Mack knows what to do in one-on-one situations. It's hard to block him. you got to bring a double team on him if you get – See, if he gets a single block from a tackle or from a tight end or even from a slot receiver, he's going to take advantage of that, and he's going to be on the quarterback uh, quick and often. And, and, and right now what we're seeing from Mac, you know, him, he's bringing that energy and that pressure in those sacks, which brings that energy, much-needed energy to, energy to the Chicago Bears defense. I haven't seen that in a long time for Chicago as well. Uh, all that pressure they brought on Russell Wilson on Monday night was the reason why the Bears end up winning that game, 24 to 17. Uh, Khalil Mack is the marquee player for the Chicago Bears, and it just comes to show you that you know when players sit out in their off season and demand a lot of money, I get it. People want to say, well, he's been selfish, he's missed out on teaming, but then you see in return what Mack brings to the table. Khalil Mack is going exactly what he demanded from the Oakland Raiders to Chicago Bears uh, defensively. The Bears is, to my, in my opinion, is, is competitive defensively. Uh, before Mack showed up, you couldn't name one person on a defense that was going to bring pressure like Khalil Mack has been bringing pressure for the Chicago Bears deep. Uh, I like what I'm seeing out of Mack. Uh, I know he's going to get better uh, for, for Chicago defense. And it tends to roll over that success for Chicago defense want to help that offense because right now, offensively, they're still trying to figure things out from the Bears' standpoint. Um, you know, playing against Seattle was a tough game in the first half. I think the Bears only scored the first touchdown was in the first quarter, so the next touchdown wasn't until the fourth quarter. Uh, but the defense held off, and Khalil Mack is doing an excellent job for Chicago Bears' defense. All right, it's time to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to switch gears and go down to college football as I preview my college football game this weekend for the Southland Conference and talk about the top AP teams right now in the country. Next one outside the huddle, we'll leave Mark Williams on the Voice American Sports Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
beat the crowds and fill that freezer early by tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We're discussing Deer Week and handing out season tips to make your 2018 deer hunts more successful. Joining us is Lee and Tiffany Lukoski of Crush with Lee and Tiffany, Mark Drury from Bow Madness and Drury's 13, and Jill Gector with Cinch Jeans. Jim and Trav's Deer Craze is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Tonight on Wednesday, September the 19th, I'm excited to start my segment number three as we're going to talk a little college football and going to the Southland Conference. I want to preview Saturday night's game. I'll be working TV commentator for uh, ESPN3, Lamar University versus Southeastern Lions. Uh, starting with the Southeastern Lions in the Southland Conference, they're 0-3 right now. And, you know, they're trying to find a way to kind of get going offensively and get going here this this 2018-19 season. Uh, they have a phenomenal junior quarterback out of Mystique, Texas, and, and Kaysen Virgil, a uh, young man transferred in from Fresno State. He's kind of like a dual-threat quarterback at 6'1". Uh, he threw for 384 yards last week. And uh, uh, Virgil is, is the guy that's very patient in, po- in the pocket. From watching film on him this week, uh, Jason Virgil, six-one uh, quarterback for Southeastern Lions, going to lead that team. And their biggest thing uh, right now, going to this weekend's game on the road, is turnovers. They can't commit any turnovers. Uh, turnovers and penalties—that's the two Achilles, Achilles heels for the Lions' offense. Turnovers. They had three major turnovers last week at home. Uh, Sixteen penalties. Uh, which really killed any offensive drive, any momentum that they had going. Uh, but Chase and Virgil, he's the real deal for the Southeastern Lions. Again, he transferred in from Fresno State, 6-1, quarterback out of Mystique, Texas, uh, dual-threat type of quarterback. Uh, he relies a little bit more by staying in the pocket. He threw for over uh, 384 yards last week and a very impressive guy. Can't wait to see how it turns out for the Southeastern Lions because they're going to be going against a very resilient team in Lamar Cardinals. Now, Lamar right now is 1-2. and two. Uh, They lost uh, their home opener last week. No, excuse me, they lost their conference opener, opener last week. They won their first game at home. But 
Man, that was a very entertaining, exciting game. They played Northwestern State, and they lost by a missed PAT. That's a, see, a lot of people don't realize how football is important. It's a matter of a game of inches, and one subtle mistake can just turn the outcome of the game. It was late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Lamar made a pushback in the game, tied the game up. No, actually scored, which made the game score 49-48 to 48, late in the fourth quarter, and they missed the PAT, the point after attempt, and by missing that, they lost the game 49-48. to 48. I mean, you, you can just see the energy and the disbelief in the players once that PAT was missed. Uh, but you've got to give credit to the Lamar Cardinals. I mean, they fought their way back into that game. Uh, in the first quarter, they were down 14-0 at halftime. They were able to find a way to score two touchdowns, so the score was 28-14. to 14. It was very explosive in the second half, came out very focused, made some halftime adjustments, uh, and scoring about 34 points in that second half uh, in order for them to get back into that game. Uh, Coach Mike Schultz, second-year guy for the Lamar Cardinals, uh, you can tell that his philosophy and his game plan is starting to rub off on his players because the old Lamar Cardinals, and let me be honest with you, the old Lamar Cardinals would have folded like a cheap suit and that team would have just sat back and let um, Northwestern State just run all over them at home. But they show, again, some resilience. They show character. They show heart. And, unfortunately, they didn't get the victory. However, that's going to pay dividends for them later on down the season, in my opinion, being able to fight through some adversity in front of their home fans. They have homecoming coming up this week, this weekend for the Lamar Cardinals. They're going to be fired up. Their senior quarterback, Dale Cobra Jr., let me tell you about this young man. Dual threat quarterback out of Houston, Texas. Uh, he's another transfer quarterback out of SMU. Uh, he threw for 263 yards, four passing touchdowns. And as he goes, the offense goes. Uh, when Corbett Jr. gets rolling offensively, he's a guy that can beat you, not with his arm, but with his legs as well. He made some phenomenal plays on the field to his, his main targets. As well as when he got outside the pocket, he led that team down the field, moving those chains and into the end zone. Uh, he rushed, I think he carried the ball 27 times. He had over 137 rushing yards uh, for three rushing touchdowns. So he threw for four touchdowns and he rushed for three. So I tell you right there, he knows what he's doing at the quarterback position. A really key weapon for them offensively as a dual threat. Uh, only thing that will slow him down is injuries. He had some injuries last year. Uh, he had one major injury that took him out for the season. And now that he's entering into the senior year, uh, the Cardinals going to lean back on him as they prepare for uh, Southeastern Lions this weekend at home. So that kind of gives you my, my rundown and take on both teams. I don't make a prediction on games I call on air, uh, but right there, that's my preview of the Lamar Cardinals versus the Southeastern uh, Lions going into this weekend's game for the Southland Conference on ESPN3. You can catch their game at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Myself, uh, Lemont Williams, will be calling with my play-by-play partner, Dan Gresham. I'm excited to be back in the booth with Dan this weekend. So we'll see how that game plays out. I'm excited to see another game, another exciting football game, college football game, FCS game uh, for the Southland Conference on uh, ES3 platform. So I'm excited about that one this weekend. All right, let's go over to the FBS and talk about some of the games or talk about some the top 25 polls. I always try to look at the top 25 poll and compare it to the coaching, coaching poll from the previous week. So 
again, A-Rod, we know Alabama is going to be at the top of the food chain right now. Alabama is still at number one. Uh, The only difference this week, A-Rod, from last week, Georgia moved up to number two. Got Georgia number two at the AP Top 25, and we got Clemson, the coaches poll, at number two. And but on the AP Top 25, Clemson is number three, and Georgia is number four. I mean, excuse me, Georgia is number three on the coaches poll. Uh, Ohio State, they get Urban Myers back this week. We'll see how it plays for them. Everybody knows by now. If you don't know, Urban Myers was suspended for three weeks uh, for some a situation that took place. And all season, and don't really want to go in, in, into that. We don't have enough time for that, but we know that Urban Meyer will return for the Ohio State as the head coach as they prepare for their Week Four game. Ohio State right now is three and zero. They're four. They're ranked number four in the AP Top Twenty Five and four in the coaches' poll. So that's consistent. Following behind them is Oklahoma on both polls. They're at number five. But here's my team. One of the teams I support here in the Gulf Coast as well as the South Southwest region, I want to say, Southwest region, LSU Tigers, they moved up. They're real hot right now. They beat Auburn on the on the road, and they're 3-0 at number six on both polls. LSU is 3-0 in the top 25 as well as uh, the coaches poll. And LSU has a, a small opponent this week, which I anticipate them to be 4-0. According to Sunday, they play a lot of Louisiana Tech. Uh, LSU's right now is rolling offensively. They're a pass-happy team this season. Kind of different from what we saw in the past. You know, LSU loves to run the football. Right now, the passing game is working for them. And therefore, they're 3-0, looking to be 4-0, in my opinion. They should win over uh, Louisiana Tech going into uh, Saturday's game. Well, Saturday afternoon game, they should win that game and be 4-0 going into their into Sunday. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the Saturday schedule. Thursday games, uh, you got Tulsa and Temple, Temple playing on Thursday night. I'm going to go ahead and get that game to Tulsa on the road against Temple. Uh, Friday night games, you have number 10, Penn State, playing Illinois on the road. I will get Penn State that win, that victory on the road against Illinois. Uh, another game on Friday night, Florida Atlantic. We'll play number 16, UCF. UCF will beat Florida Atlantic in Orlando on Friday night. So that's my prediction for that game. Moving down to Saturday's game, let's see here. We have Georgia number two versus Missouri. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say Georgia will win this, but I don't think they're going to just roll over. Missouri is just going to roll over due to the fact that Georgia playing them on the road in Missouri. Uh, Missouri is always a tough team in their home stadium at Memorial Stadium. Even though they're not ranked this year, uh, I think they're going to give Georgia, you know, just enough push to make it competitive, but Georgia will still win that game on the road against Missouri. Number eight, Notre Dame will go on the road and play Wake Forest. I I believe Notre Dame will win that game on the road against Wake Forest. All right, here we go. Will Scott Frost get his first victory from Nebraska against number 19, Michigan? I will say no. Uh, Michigan is uh, trying to revamp that. Well, I don't say revamp the program, but just trying to make sure that uh, Jim Harbaugh is not on the hot seat or not continue to be, uh, how can I say, let down the big blue alumni and their fans as they should win at home at number 19 over Nebraska. 
All right, let's jump down and see what games are playing in the afternoon, mid-afternoon. They got. Let's look at the 2.30 games, which is the 3.30 games, Eastern Standard Time. Here's a really good competition game or competitive game on 2.30 on CBS. It will be number one, Alabama, versus number 22, Texas A&M. Now you got Jimbo Fisher, the new head coach at Texas A&M. He will have his first major challenge against Alabama on the road. I'm going to go ahead and say roll tire on this one, Jimbo Fisher team. It's not at the speed that he needs to be to be competitive against Alabama. What can you say about Nick Saban and his team? You know they're going to be fired up already. I remember when Johnny Manziel went into Alabama and upset Roll Tide, but those are long. Those days are long gone now. The Aggies will lose on the road against Alabama. Alabama remains undefeated and number one in both polls. Clemson plays Georgia Tech. I got Clemson over Georgia Tech. Tulane travels to Oklahoma, I mean, to Ohio State. Urban Myers for the game back. He will get that victory and beat Tall Tulane. Let's jump down here. Hey, it's a really good game. A lot of people don't know about that I watched growing up in Virginia. Well, Virginia Tech at number 13 will play Old Dominion. Now they have their football program back. They've been having it for a couple of years. Um, Old Dominion has brought their football program back, and I like the fact that they're playing in-state team and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech will win that game over Old Dominion. Let's jump down here. Let's look. Uh, Texas. They lost their ranking, but they will play number 17, TCU. Here's where I believe that TCU will beat Texas at home. Uh, Gary Patterson will have his team ready against the Longhorns and will win that game in Austin. All right. It looks like it's time for us to take another break. I hear the music. Okay, while I'm listening. All right, it's time for us to take a break. Let's break now in the Palace football segment, and we will come back and do picks and predictions for week number three of the NFL next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? 
Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight, Wednesday night, September the 19th. Uh, segment number four before we wrap up the show, I normally give my picks and predictions for the NFL. Week number three will kick off on Thursday night as we have the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll go on the road and travel to Cleveland, Ohio to play the Browns. Okay, now we know the Browns has been struggling the last two seasons. They haven't really won a game and I believe they're going to get their victory on, on Thursday night. And here's why. Uh, I think, you know, they're right at the point where they're going to have to make a decision quarterback-wise. Uh, Blaker Mayfield is a rookie quarterback. He shows some promising uh, potential. It's a key word, potential, in the first, in, in the preseason. Uh, having the Browns continue to struggle offensively and the pressure. The pressure is on. They drafted – Baker Mayfield for the number one quarterback spot. And I believe it's time for him to get in there. It's time for him to really step in and do his job. The Jets, uh, unfortunately, uh, will lose on the road. Nothing negative too much about the Jets. Uh, They have a rookie quarterback as well. Uh, But I just believe it's time for the Cleveland Browns to get over that hump, get their first victory for the 2018-19 season in that, that drought and really make the fans proud. Uh, Thursday Night Football is going to be on the NFL Network. I'm going to be excited to see that game as it kicks off. Week number three for the NFL's 2018-2019 season. Okay, so go ahead. Go ahead and put down the Browns as a win on that one. All right, moving to Sunday's games. You have New Orleans going on the road against Atlanta. Now, Atlanta, to me, is a stronger team than New Orleans. But this is a really good rival between the two in the NFC South. Uh, again, against both teams. Atlanta at home, Matt Ryan. Uh, let me go ahead and roll the dice and say Atlanta will win this one. Uh, Saints, uh, you know, Drew, Drew Brees and company will not get this victory. I'm going to go ahead and say Atlanta will win this game for no particular reason. I'm not going to break it down more than that. I just think Atlanta uh, will win this game at home. All right, San Francisco going against the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes will continue the row against the struggling San Francisco 49ers and their defense, Patrick Mahomes, at home. I promise you we'll probably throw about three more touchdowns. He's already a total of 10. 
uh, for right now in the first two weeks. He keeps it up. He's going to be, you know, I can't say MVP, but he's going to be in a conversation uh, later in the season if he continues to have this consistency and success. So at Arrowhead Stadium, I'm going to give it to the Kansas City Chiefs over a struggling San Francisco 49ers as they try to figure things out with that franchise and organization. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Andy Reid and company, that offense is rolling. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, go ahead and give it to Kansas City. Oakland will travel all the way from California to the sunny Miami, Florida, South Beach. Man, I picked two home teams already to win. I'm going to go with the road team, this one, Oakland Raiders. I think John Gruden will pull this one off. His team will go on the road and play Miami. It's going to be a competitive game. Uh, but I got Oakland Raiders winning this game. I don't know why. My gut is telling me Raiders, the Raider Nation is going to win this game on the road. So I got Oakland Raiders over the Miami Dolphins. All right, Buffalo. Uh, you know, Buffalo's Buffalo, right? They go on the road and play Minnesota and the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings with this game at home over the Buffalo Bills. Philadelphia Eagles. They're going against the Indianapolis Colts at home. I take the Eagles over the Colts at home. This is a really good matchup. Not because I grew up in Virginia and I like the Redskins, always been a Redskins fan. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers will visit the Washington Redskins at home. Aaron Rodgers, I believe that they will win this game, but I don't think the Redskins are going to roll over on this one. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. It's probably going to come down to a field goal uh, with Green Bay, you know, squeezing it out. But Aaron Rodgers, man, it's hard to kind of go against him. Uh, Redskins, uh, they're getting better. They're getting better. Uh, but I, I got a feeling that Green Bay will pull that one out on the road at uh, Landover, Maryland, FedEx Field, Green Bay over the Redskins. All right, Cincinnati will travel to the 2-0 Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Marvin Lewis, 2-0 Cincinnati Bengals will travel to Carolina and play the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think uh, right now Carolina, the state of North Carolina, has been hit hard by Hurricane Florence. And, you know, Carolina Panthers returning home after playing the Atlanta Falcons on the road. I think Cincinnati will take this one. Not saying Hurricane Florence has anything to do with it. I just think immensely, mostly a lot of fans and a lot of the Panthers are starting to maybe recover from the floor, from the flood and the hurricane. I don't know. But Marvin Lewis has his team rolling right now, right? And I'm using Florence as an example or as an excuse. So, Cam Newton, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go ahead with the Cincinnati Bengals and pick the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to go 3-0. and See how long this lasts for the Bengals and Marvel Lewis. Good job, Marvin. All right, Tennessee Titans at 1-1 one and one will travel and play a very stingy defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to give the Jacksonville Jaguars this victory at home over the Tennessee Titans. All right, dropping down to Baltimore. We're going to Maryland. Baltimore will play host to the Denver Broncos. Broncos right now is on the feet at 2-0. Uh, they will get their first loss. The Broncos will get their first loss on the road against Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens at home. I talked about the New York Giants going coming to Houston this weekend and playing the Houston Texans. I think the Texans will find a way to rally in front of their home fans, piece together a nice offensive uh, plan, game plan from the renegade perspective with Lamar Miller. 
they will get the Texans will get their first home victory as well as their first victory of the 2018 season as they will win over the New York Giants and Eli and, and Saquon Barkley and, and Odell Beckham Jr. and that offense. Unfortunately, the Giants will go on three, and the Texans will win this game at home. Uh, the L.A. Rams will play host to the L.A. Chargers. So L.A. versus L.A. So in-city battle. <laughs> I got I got the Rams winning over the Chargers in L.A. It's funny, L.A. versus L.A. All right, Chicago Bears, that defense, Khalil Mack, I talked about how Khalil Mack is right now within the first two weeks is most, the most impactful player defensively throughout the NFL. Uh, Chicago will travel to Arizona. I'm sorry, A-Rod, I know you're Arizona Cardinals. You're out there in Phoenix, but Arizona Cardinals are going to lose to the Chicago Bears. The Bears will find a way defensively to continue to bring pressure, have success sacking the quarterback. And Arizona hasn't figured it out yet under their first-year head coach. Larry Fitzgerald's a really good guy, consistent with the organization. Unfortunately, they're going to go on three. So Arizona will lose to the Chicago Bears as they visit Phoenix this weekend. Really good game uh, Sunday afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys, after winning their Sunday night football game, will travel to Seattle and play the Seahawks. Now, Seahawks... Struggled offensively on the road Monday night against Chicago Bears. Much needed. I mean, must improve Chicago Bears defense with Khalil Mack. But don't count out uh, Russell Wilson. Even though they lost, I saw some things in Russell Wilson in that offense, moving the ball down the field. After throwing that interception, I really thought, and that's the difference between a guy that knows how to win in the NFL and has been successful as a Super Bowl champion. Russell Wilson was still able to move that team down the field and find a way to execute the plays to get into the end zone. That Seattle crowd is going to be fired up, especially against a team like the Dallas Cowboys. seems like everywhere the Cowboys go on the road, they're, they're hated by uh, the home team and, and, and as visitors. So I'm going to give this victory to the Seattle Seahawks, and they will win over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. All right, Sunday night football, we have the New England Patriots in Detroit. I give the New England Patriots over Detroit. And wrapping up Monday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers go to Tampa Bay. The Steelers have been struggling with some off-the-field issues with Antonio Brown missing practice on Monday, as well as Le'Veon Bell still out on the team. Mike Tomlin seems to me he's losing a little bit of that edge in the locker room with his players. Tampa's rolling red hot with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's go ahead and give it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to be 3-0 as they beat uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football. And as you can hear the music playing in the background, it's time for me to wrap up my show outside the huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Until we meet and talk next Wednesday, have a blessed weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.